In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And for the 79th time, your boys are back and better than ever here in Sunset Flip Radio. As always, I'm your co-host, $100 man, Thomas Lisi. Always joined, usually in the room, with the most handsome man in the room. But now he is the most handsome man on a business trip, Mr. Alex Drayton. Alex, what is going on? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> yes, I'm away on business. Um, not like Jeff is normally coming to you live from Christian's basement. Um, as the gimp, like in Pulp Fiction, but uh, I am in Maryland, actually, on yeah. business. Alex is actually on business, and my phone is going off because I didn't turn my my uh, sounder off. So let me do that real quick. So if anybody heard a message notification, we're not going to redo the episode because it's a minute 30 in, so that's perfectly fine. So... Alex is on business. I'm here in the 8x6 room known as my old stomping grounds when I was a kid, which is now cluttered with wrestling memorabilia and a lot of childhood memories. But it this kind of brings back memories to the first two episodes, but it's fine yeah. because Alex is on the phone, so it's good. Right. Did I do a call? No, I was there physically for the third episode. That's right. Yes, you were for the uh, the cream of the crop, the Macho Man experience, where you can find that and all of our seventy eight other episodes wherever you get your Ooh. podcasts. Um, the number is getting bigger. That's what she said. Um, yeah. So, from everything from a, rico a ricochet sighting to Keith Lee with a new gimmick to turnbuckles killing the supernatural powers of the demon Ugh. what a week since we left off on thursday in wrestling i mean even though it was friday saturday sunday monday and now we're tuesday but over that time we had extreme rules we had rampage from the uh, arthur ash center which was a pretty good show. A lot of it was tag teams. Me and Alex actually just talked about that before we went on the air. But to everybody out there looking for an opinion of Extreme Rules, well, here it is. Um, I thought it was so... Here it goes. I thought it was so funny how they had audio problems for the first, like, 20 minutes. You know, I didn't catch that because I literally just got back home at 8 o'clock turn the xbox on put peacock on which i seen there were problems so i was like oh okay so today's gonna be a fun one <laughs> and um, then i heard the audio and i, I had to go to twitter because twitter is where you find everything for wrestling related stuff at quick and um i guess there was some pre-show stuff where pretty much the whole pre-show you were getting spanish broadcast it was um, french also french. oh it was french also okay. yeah then that also carried into, like, the first five to ten minutes, I'd like to say, of the actual pay-per-view. And then it, 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 it solved itself. It did. I mean, it was on for the entire Liv Morgan-Carmella match, which is just ironic because Liv Morgan can't catch a break. Everybody thought that she was going to win money in the bank, and she was probably the fan favorite going into it. And yeah. that was her last pay-per-view match. She loses that, and then she gets put booked randomly in a card where everybody knew it was a pre-show match, and ironically, it did end up on the pre-show, and it was just bombed by the uh, bad efforts of WWE technology department broadcasting, and she got the shit end to stick with that, but she did get a win, which is good. Hopefully, I mean, I think she'll get drafted to Raw. That's just my opinion, um, especially with Alexa Bliss taking time off which is which she has um talked to wwe about so she's going to be out for a couple months 
Um, it's her own personal choice. Maybe she'll come back with a different gimmick since Lily is technically dead, ripped apart by Charlotte. Who knows? But maybe it's a fresh, clean slate. Would you want to see Alexa Bliss come back as the goddess again? Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. over the, the Lily thing. I hope it ends, and I hope that was the means to an end. Mm-hmm. Of course, yes, they were selling dolls, and they were now selling the Charlie doll. Go figure. Of course but, they um, would. You know, I, I think it's got to go. It's like the Y2AJ shirt that they sold for seven days and made like a million dollars off of it with that's AJ Styles. That's, that's right. And, yes. and Chris Jericho. Yeah. No, but I like Liv Morgan a lot. I think she's a good wrestler. I think that... Um, she her dude, yeah. I think that she paid her dues while being in NXT. She paid her dues with the Riot Squad getting torn up and two-thirds of the wrestlers getting released, and she's kind of on her own. So I think her moving to Raw would be a great uh, addition to Raw because, like we always say, the women's division on Raw singles-wise isn't that dominant. Even though Shayna Baszler is looking very dominant, look kind of looking like how she was when she was in NXT, yeah. Um, it took him long enough to realize that, but... About a year and a half to be a killer again. Yeah. And now, with the draft, it was announced today that NXT 2.0 wrestlers will be I eligible. It, uh, and it made me so happy to see that. Yeah, so and happy. it made me happy, too. Will we see... Will we see Braun Breaker? Gotta be honest, a high possibility, dude. Uh, my head, yes. Yeah, sure. you think we're gonna see Braun Breaker? I I think so. I mean, they they're really looking for. Oh, man, how how do I put it? They're really trying to hit this home run right now because they desperately need to. And uh, you know, the only way to do it is to shake things up a bit, as they say. Yeah, and but I, I mean, a way to do it. Yes, he just debuted or whatever. But listen. These guys are all brand new talent. They're trying to get random people over. Um, we all know the way that they're trying to go with NXT 2.0, which is probably the last time I'll refer to it as that. <laughs> but because I can't, that, that's garbage. Um, so I, I do think, you know, he, he's probably due to be called up, or you're going to get all the older people. I don't want to say all the older people, but a good handful of people called up. The crafty veterans of NXT. I mean, I don't think you'll see Ciampa because he's yeah. a champion, but maybe no, you'll maybe you'll see Gargano. Maybe you'll see. Um, I don't know if you'll see Pete Dunne. Maybe you'll see Kyle O'Reilly. Maybe you'll see. Um, uh, maybe even LA Knight. Maybe Imperium will come up. You know what I mean? Walter. I mean, I hope that they don't call Walter. Well, you know what? I mean, now it's like with NXT 2.0, do you want Walter to get called up? Remember we always say, don't stay here. Just stay here. You know, like, don't go. Now we're saying, hey, it's okay if you go now. You know what I mean? Maybe. Well, because he, you know, that. If he came over to regular NXT, that's a different I think story. Be a lateral move for him. So yeah, the only way to go is up to the main roster. It is. However, he could get lost in the sauce, and that's what we said a very long time ago, and that's what people have been saying is like guys like this will get lost. Yeah, and, and that's the problem. I'm excited to have NXT part of it. However. I do feel people are going to get lost again, and we're going to be right back to where we started. I mean, there's so many wrestlers that are already lost on Raw because they haven't been on Raw, and the fact that they're recycling through the same amount of superstars and having the same matches every week. Uh, it's just, yeah. that, I mean, I think that people are at their wits' end with that, and this is this may be the last week that we see that on Raw because when you have the wrestlers that are going to be coming over from SmackDown and possibly NXT, Obviously, it's going to be creating new programs, new uh, grudges, new matches, and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah. I just want to say about Braun Breaker, aka Rick. A little lifeblood in all this. Yeah, Rick Steiner's son. Um, I mean, the context clues were there. He met Champa like how Cena met Taker. 
Taker was the godfather of WWE. Trump was basically the godfather of NXT. Think about it. Two-time NXT champion. He never really lost the title. So you have someone coming in like Braun Breaker who has the look. I mean, he's a he's a handsome guy. I mean, he's he's a good-looking guy. He's built like a brick shit house, and you know he's pretty agile in the ring. Obviously, I mean, you know, for his size and former football player, obviously all those things. Guess what? That that's the check mark on John Cena. John Cena, former football player. John Cena pretty attractive guy no homo and you know he has the look so maybe in vince's mind his delusional almost dementia like mind that he sees braun breaker as being the next john cena for the company remember john cena started off he debuted against kurt angle slapped him in the face lost on a roll-up shook the undertaker's hand he had like this little like, you know, underdog gimmick, and then he became thug, you know, word life John Cena. Yeah. I mean, for that to happen to Braun Breaker, I think his name shouldn't be Braun Breaker. I think his name should be Steiner. No, absolutely. In my opinion. But um, they said a lot of it has to do with, like, owning the trademark and stuff and being, you know, it's their property. So, you know, you got to think of it that way. Yeah, and it sucks because there's drama with Scott Steiner and Vince McMahon because he wanted Scott Steiner to sign a Legends deal and Vince and no Vince McMahon wanted Steiner to sign a Legends deal and Scott Steiner basically said no, and now that his uh, nephew, right, his now his nephew is uh in the in the company, you know maybe that'll change, but I mean with the draft coming up. I mean, some names that I feel like are going to be switching spots. I feel like Cesaro's going to go to Raw. Um, sure. I think Drew McIntyre's going to go to SmackDown, even though that the end of Raw the other night when he came out and pointed his sword at the WWE champion Big E was kind of a maybe a tell of him staying. But That's all they've been doing. So the last few days, if you listen to the broadcast... All they've been doing with tag teams and whatever is obviously they're planting that seed. People can get broken up. Mm-hmm. Their roster is going to be shaken up. People can go from this show to that show, whatever. You know, they've been teasing it a little bit, but that's what they always do every year. Do you think that it's time that they pull the plug in the Street Profits? No, no, no. They're, they're a welcome tag team. They can go back to Raw. I'm good with it. Don't, don't. Split them apart. You know they're gonna. You know they're gonna split them up. Not yet. It's way too early. To be honest, you're gonna have another Marty Jannetty situation there, and it's like who's the who's the Marty? Who's the Marty in that situation? Dawkins. It's Dawkins. Of course. Yeah, Montez Ford is the pizzazz of that group, and Dawkins is just the bruiser. Well, between him and his wife, I mean, him and his wife are riding this high right now that. To be honest, they're they're on the level of Roman Reigns. You have like who's the hottest three people in maybe four now. You can add Big E because he's the champion. You got Bianca Belair and um, Montez Ford. Look at this. I think it was a C four commercial that aired during the uh, the pay per view. There's three people in it: Roman and um, Montez and Bianca. Mm-hmm. That right there speaks volumes. Not to mention, let me backtrack a little bit. Speaking of commercials, did you notice that horribly placed or well well placed, depending on how you look at it, um, AEW commercial yesterday that led back into Raw? I saw that last week, too. Yeah, I'm like, wow, man, come on. They did that last week, too. I didn't see the one from this week, but but, yeah. Right, no, it was a di- it was a dynamite commercial that they did last week. They did the same exact thing, the same exact thing. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I. It's really hard to feel like to think of what Vince McMahon is thinking because obviously we're not him. But maybe he's thinking this. Maybe he's not really even thinking about AEW, but maybe he's thinking like to that, or to him, he thinks it's no competition. Maybe his big thing right now is, you know, kind of looking at this draft as like a refresh of what everyone's opinions of the WWE has been for, I don't know, since CM Punk and even before signed with AEW. Remember, yeah. Raw, Raw has been garbage 
for the past, I don't know, since WrestleMania. That's what? Uh, yeah, that's fair. There's five months ago? Good ones in between, but yeah. Yeah, and you know, we always say that, you know, that, that, that they heighten things up for WrestleMania season and... You know, the programming is always different because they want the names there and everything. But obviously, Fox is putting the money in the pocket and Fox has been producing good SmackDowns. But Raw, honestly, has been a snooze fest. I mean, to be honest, I only watched 20 minutes of Raw yesterday. I mean, I was very tired from work and I was laying in bed since 6 o'clock. But still, the point is for me to watch 20 minutes of Raw, knowing that, you know, knowing that we would have got a Goldberg sighting and then thinking that Ricochet had a shot even though he was going for the 27 t- 24-7 championship and then, yeah. you know, breaking breaking out the shovel for him and, you know, looking at Garza and Humberto Carrillo as a tag team now and, again, looking at AJ Styles, how he's being, you know, just fed Riddle and, and Orton every week and the fact that he is a world heavyweight champion caliber athlete in your company. And he has been since the second he walked in your company. And now he's still being tagged along with, with Omos. Um, that one hurts a little bit as a fan because you know how much of a talent that he is and how much of a loyal part of the company that he has been since he first debuted and how he saved SmackDown during the pandemic era as an IC champion and how... He brought SmackDown back when he was a world champion with the grudges against Ambrose and even Jinder Mahal and John Cena and all these guys. So, you know, that's what I'm kind of sick of on SmackDown. You know, I really like Big E and let him go have fun, you know, with maybe Drew or keeping in the family with Bobby again. And the fact that the Hurt Business is kind of back is pretty cool, too. Oh, that that, I, I popped. Yeah. So maybe we'll see the Hurt Business against the New Day for a little bit. I mean, that'd be a couple weeks of six-man tags or tag team matches or Shelton versus Xavier Woods yeah. and all that stuff. But They only got the Hurt Business back together because the Saudi prince liked the Hurt Business. <laughs> you never know. It could be the thing. But I, the, the, the thing that really drives me nuts with Raw is, like, up there, like, one of the things, besides it being a snooze fest and... You know, the fact that I can't stand even Marie parading on my television is the fact that the misuse, the misuse of AJ Styles um, is something that really has been getting my attention. Let him put him in a few, but Biggie, right? Let him go for the belt. He doesn't have to win, but I mean, a hell of a program, a hell of a of a of a promo battle with the phenomenal AJ Styles, who's been who's been a wwe champion who's carried that belt for a long time wouldn't you like to see that yeah they've kept him down in the mid card if you will for quite some time now and it's time for him to come back out of that he's been on the mid card since after the royal rumble didn't didn't almost debut after the royal rumble i think he did uh i thought he debuted at like his first match was that no, that was at, um, at WrestleMania, his first match. But I think he debuted with AJ Styles after Royal Rumble. Yeah. So think about it. Since then, AJ Styles... Well, no, because AJ Styles went against um, Drew McIntyre Yep. for the belt. But, you know, since WrestleMania, I guess you can say, maybe March, he's been living in the mid-card six months ago, half a year. He's better than that. The writers are better than that, or so we think. But, I mean, the draft is going to be interesting. Uh, what's, um, let me ask you, like, what's the what's the one name that you think that's going to get drafted somewhere else that not many people are talking about? Fungal. Uh, I got to think about this one. Man, a lot of people aren't going to be talking about. Yeah. It might be it might be some people who we haven't seen, probably more so on debuts. Like, you know, there's a lot of people having um dark matches and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Yesterday we, we seen a we had a Keith Bearcat Lee sighting. Oh god. Bearcat I can't. Um, you know, Asuka comes to mind and I think I mentioned mm-hmm. that last week. 
Shane Thorne wrestled a dark match last week as a Australian uh, Gator Dundee. Wrangler Outback guy. Yeah. Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, he's Australian. Go with it. Put another shrimp on the Barbie, right? Oh, yeah. He comes out with a Fosters. Yeah. <laughs> fucking A. No, but I mean, yeah, you know, those guys, those are names that you'll see during the draft, like, you know, the fifth, sixth round. It's like, oh, you know, Grand Metalik has been going to, goes to NXT or whatever, you know what I mean? Maybe. Uh, yeah, well, he's probably leaving anyway. Yeah, but, yeah. but I mean, like, like the big names, obviously the first two picks are going to be Big E and Roman Reigns, in my opinion. I mean, they're going to stay in their respective shows. I don't think you'll see Roman Reigns gracing raw anytime soon and, and if they did do that then they're really desperate because actually that would never happen because there's no way fox will let that happen yeah i think uh i think that's why styles went over riddle because styles is going to SmackDown. you think so some of those matches that ended yesterday um you know you finally i, I want to call this the blow off i do think we're going to get a champion switch of the um, United States and Intercontinental Champion. Nakamura coming to Raw and Damian Priest going to uh, SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, you know, Fox has to be pushing for Damian Priest. I mean, he's got the he's, look. Okay. Remember, he's got he's the got, look. Got the look. Um, you know, and he's riding this high right now. Yeah, he really is. Um, Fresh on this other side. Like, I'm very curious to see where it goes. You know, him and Kevin Owens could have a program, which I'm all about. First of all, I need Kevin Owens back on my television. Where have you been? Bill Carton, boy. Uh, he's been hanging out with Happy Corbin. And yeah. he's and he's been oh, living... Somebody said that it could have been Happy Corbin who messed with the, uh, the turnbuckle. Really? Yeah, I'm like, oh, God, please no. So we have a Finn Balor, Happy Corbin uh, pro- uh, feud? Yeah, again, oh my no, God. remember, um, the last time Finn was the demon on the main roster, we seen it at SummerSlam. Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to go here. Ugh. Or, so, no, 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 the last time he was the demon was at WrestleMania against Bobby Lashley. He was? Yeah, remember we saw him at WrestleMania before the main event? It was Lashley versus Balor for the IC belt. Oh wow! And he was Shit. a demon. He was a demon for that. That's why he came out at the end like that. Oh. Uh, yeah, he wrestled as a demon in that match. But um, yeah. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I was saying this is um, this is crazy. I'm all over the place. Yeah, no, I I do agree with you. I think that the IC belt and the US belt will switch hands. I think that may be better for the WWE because I think since they're pushing pre so much, you got to put them on the show that pays them more money and Nakamura. We'll still have good matches on on Raw. I mean, you know, you can pair Nakamura up with almost any wrestler, and I think that he'll put on good quality matches. And with Nakamura comes Rick Boog. So, I mean, you yeah. know, that'll be fine because you want to have that kind of entertainment on Raw, too. I mean, the entertainment that we've been getting on Raw besides, you know, 27 minutes of wrestling in a three-hour show is been filled, <laughs> has been filled with playhouses and swing sets and, you know, just just nonsense you know what i mean right. just nonsense yeah. but Agreed. they're they're they've been reaching so hard and you know this draft is going to be good for raw because they've just been reaching honestly i mean there's no women's roster on raw besides if you take away baszler jacks you have Dewdrop, and i can't well piper nevin and you have well, even also Eva, what's funny though sorry to cut you off but you know, we talk about this on Raw. SmackDown's starting to have the same problem. There are other women on SmackDown outside of the main event. You can add, you know, what we're going to, I'm sure, get uh, um, Survivor Series in Brooklyn as a triple threat. Um, you know, you have this thing brewing with Naomi, which I really hope she gets some shine. She's probably going to stay on SmackDown. She will. They make a story because in our her husband, one of the Usos, um, is Jimmy, Jimmy the Kim. Yeah, Jimmy the Kim. Jimmy the Kim. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I think uh, we're going to have some movement there with the women. And, oh, you'll and see. You'll see. We, yeah, you'll see. But the, yeah. the, the 
shitty part is, is those women haven't been having matches longer than two and a half minutes. Well, yeah, you're right about that because, I mean, they have to devote their time to what, in their opinion, is overall the best entertainment for the product. So, I mean, the fact that you have Liv Morgan against Zelina Vega, it's only three minutes long. You may have Tony Storm against Carmella, and it's only three minutes long. Yeah, it's three minutes long, but then it's also the sad part to say, oh, yeah, well, we, you know, we have women's wrestlers. You know, they're wrestling a match a night, you know, but we'll we'll have a 16-minute promo with with, uh, with Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Now let's throw Sasha Banks into it now, okay, because she's back all of a sudden. So, honestly, you're going to have... What's up? She was looking good, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't do it for me. Um, she's you know, down with the swirl, Tom. Uh, that's not true, but she doesn't do it for me. I think, I mean, I think, I think Bianca's gorgeous. I think Naomi's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sasha's okay. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I got a couple other ones that are that I like more than Sasha, but you got to keep Becky, Sasha, and Bianca on the same show now because you got to build this feud. I mean, this has Triple Threat City written all over it. I mean, it yeah. sucks that they can't have that Survivor Series if they're doing brand by brand because as of right now, that means that it'll be Charlotte versus Becky versus Raquel Gonzalez. That's even if they throw in NXT. Yeah. But if they and don't throw in an NXT, it's going to be Charlotte versus Becky, and how many times have we seen that match? Yeah. Well, you know what? Here's a, you know, here's my little prediction here. Um, is there a women's tag championship match on tonight for NXT? Mm, yeah. yeah, there is. They're going to lose those belts. Io Shirai is coming up. You think so? Yeah. Genius of the sky. I love Io Shirai. Such, a, such an yeah. underrated talent. Absolutely. Yeah, That's my prediction there. Because NXT women, you know, you have Raquel, you have Dakota. See, part of me thinks, part of me thinks Dakota Kai may come up. What is well? She's already been on the main roster for these dark matches. She has been. She has been. So, uh, um, you know, what's up with this? Uh, I can't. I was just scrolling past it and I, and I lost it. I lost my place. Um, they have this segment tonight on NXT. It's um something lash out with whatever. I'm like, what are we doing with these women now? Who are these people? Uh, NXT 2... <coughs> excuse me. NXT 2.0 is going to be a stepping stone for basically to get your foot in the door to WWE. For basic bitches. Yeah. Welcome to NXT 2.0 for basic bitches. You know, we can that, that can be the tagline because you're going to have very, very, very green wrestlers and very new enhancement talent on that show. And it, the backbone is going to be that sprinkled in the crafty veterans for a couple this could be the last time that we see kyle o'reilly or even uh johnny gargano on nxt you know what i mean okay so we'll see how that goes because you know sometimes you go you you know you lose your last match you get called up yeah yeah that's been the nxt thing remember riddle lost to Thatcher in that cage and then he got called up Adam well Adam Cole never mind he's a bad example Keith Keith Lee yeah Keith Lee loses he gets called up you know what I mean Damian Priest he lost his North American title he got called up so I mean the way you go out from NXT to above is you go out on your back because you really have nothing else to prove in, in that part of the company yep. so but you know, back to extreme rules. I mean, that six-man tag that they uh, that basically was a glorified match on Raw, but no commercials. Um, I mean, that match was made to replace Liv Morgan and Carmella. I mean, it was a good decision. You should have your WWE champion on a pay-per-view. Correct. It doesn't matter if he's wrestling in a tag match or if he's going for the title belt or challenging somebody. You got to have your WWE champion on on a on a pay per view. Yeah, your main belt. Yeah. Got to have him on. Yeah, and it, you know it was a, it was a great match. You know it went the right time. Um, remember, there's only six matches on the card, so I mean everybody got a lot of time. 
You know what I mean? Everybody got a lot of time. Um, they did, but I, I thought they could have squeezed in. They could have done with, you know, you always had, you could have just done a 24-7 championship thing on the kickoff. They could have squeezed in that women's match. Though. Yeah. They could have fit it. Yeah, they, they could have thrown it in, like, like middle to end, you know, like, after um, maybe, like, the second, like... After the tag match, yeah. Yeah, after the tag match would have been fine, or, you know, because the way they did it, they went, um, you know, I thought the tag match was going to open. I mean, I thought the tag team title match was going to open, but it was a six-man tag that actually opened, but... um. You know the 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 two female matches were good. Obviously, um, Sasha Banks coming out and uh, breaking up that match was the news. You know her, you know, kind of being a little bit shady since SummerSlam, where Becky Lynch came back and no one knew what was up with with uh, Sasha. That was a, over a month ago, and now she's back. Well, so I, th- I think we're going to. I hope the angle that they push is some sort of explanation or whatever and i hope she cuts a good promo about you know what happened at SummerSlam to today you know she's always got to be in the middle of the pack there and always the center of attention so you know we got to see um what she has to say so hopefully they have like a segment with her oh no she'll definitely talk on friday because she cost the match so like they're gonna give her time saying why she did it Plant the, plant the seed for a program. Maybe not with Becky right away, but maybe finish it with Bianca. And then something happens where they challenge Becky. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't want to see Bianca fall because, you know, then if Bianca gets lost in the sauce. See, she won't because she's she's different, I think, in the minds of fans. I think that she's very over uh, Bianca is, in my opinion. Uh, with the fans, yeah. On Sunday, yeah, she's very over with the fans. So yes. I mean, if if Sasha jumps in, and Sasha was getting some cheers too, uh, but you know, she obviously played the role of a heel for breaking up a match. But I mean, I think a lot of people, a lot of people do like do like Bianca. I think they like her because of how she talks and you know how she explains herself being the quickest the best the smartest whatever it is but um that yeah that that gimmick that she's rolling with is kind of like her life story if you look at it you know track and field champion in high school and college and then you know being such an underrated talent in nxt never getting a chance to be the nxt champion having a couple tries you were a heel you were a face you were a heel you get called up. You debut at WrestleMania to help uh, your husband in a in a tag match. And that's how you debut uh, during COVID mania. And then you're kind of lost for a little bit. And then she gets, boom, she gets her big break, right? She yes. gets the big break. She goes on SmackDown. She's drafted very early on SmackDown. Fan favorite wins over a Rumble. Main that's events, WrestleMania. Um, Rest of her life has changed. Yeah, so she deserves to be there. I just hope that the WWE is smart enough to still incorporate her, even though it's Sasha coming back. So obviously, triple threat signs are you know plastered everywhere because you can't take the belt off Becky Lynch that easy. You really can't. Um, You know, the other thing is like, what if they swerve us and they move? They they keep away Bianca. And they pull her from SmackDown and put her on Raw. Oh God! The profits have to go over too. You would think. Yeah, and then we'll see. We'll see who what. We'll see Charlotte versus Bianca. Could be. I mean, could that happen? There's a world Uh, where WWE likes to screw with you. Yeah, that'll happen. Um, And then there's another world that we live in, which I hope is the reality where they don't do that. See, if they do that, that means that 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 they're gonna push Raw to be like. Big, yeah. you know what I mean. But again, you gotta, gotta think. You, you gotta think about it, though. I think they. I think they gotta run everything by Fox, and they gotta run everything by USA. Because remember, sometimes they don't ask the other person what the other person is doing, and one company will get mad at the other one, 
So who knows? Well, who yeah, knows especially when like remember how many times have we read articles on on uh, the four three four and Facebook saying that Fox executives and USA executives are upset at the WWE because of the decision making of getting rid of Bray Wyatt, for example, and you know releasing these wrestlers and switching up NXT and all this stuff and NXT being taped instead of being live and USA going on verbatim saying we we didn't we didn't pay for a tape show yes so i mean that has to be part of it too so maybe in in this world that we live in that the plans of the draft have already been made and they already been ran by executives at both networks saying hey this is what we're doing you know what i mean you're still going to keep biggie and raw you're still going to keep roman on smackdown but maybe you're right, Alex. And you know what? Let's take the top woman from SmackDown that's not the champion and put her on the show that needs the ratings. Yep. So you have Sasha maybe turning face against Becky. And then you have Charlotte going against Bianca. Yeah. That's not really that bad of an idea either. Great matchups. And people like salivate at the thought. You're like, "Ooh, okay, this is good." No, that is really good. And I mean, I think that you'll see. I think I still think you'll see Liv Morgan go to Raw, and I think you'll see maybe a random, a random Raw wrestler go to SmackDown. A random women's wrestler like Natalia go to SmackDown or something. Because remember, since Rhea and Nikki are the tag team champions, technically they can be on both shows, right? Right. So you know, I mean. Yeah. You have Tegan and Knox over there on SmackDown, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have Shotzi and Knox on SmackDown. Uh, I mean, it, you know what? It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. I mean, anybody can be a tag team now. With the fact that WWE just takes women and they just plug them into a tag team, and that's it. You know, anybody can be a tag team, like I just said. Um, but if you go back to the history of the women's tag team and tag teams in general, how, you know, they dress the same, they have a name and everything. Like if you go back to the golden era, the only true women's tag team were the Iconics. Correct. You know what I mean? Um, remember the Iconics went over on, on Bailey and, 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 uh, Sasha Banks at WrestleMania in front of 75,000 people. You know what I mean? They won a fatal four-way tag match to become the tag team champions, the Iconics. You know, the stupidest thing that they ever did was break them two up, but I mean, because they were hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, I don't get me started. That's still a, a sore spot for me. Yeah, I mean, I love the Iconics. They're really funny. I mean, you know, they wrestled well. And even they like... Had, had a home in WWE for a very long time. Yeah, even Billy Kay. Like after Billy Kay got separated from Peyton, and she, she was actually was the star. She was funny. And if you would have taken money and said it would be um, Peyton Royce instead, you would have lost. Yeah, because the gimmick she was doing with handing out her resume was hysterical. Very funny. She was getting herself over on her own without being on screen too often. Yeah. And she was just pairing herself up with random women, but anytime she paired herself with a random woman, it, it was hilarious. Yeah. It worked so well. But, I mean, that, I mean, that's just the women's division in general out there, everybody. I mean, you know, feel feel free to comment on social media what you think about this draft, but, I mean, we we really can't... I mean, we can guess and we can put out names out there that possibly will go and, you know, reading the dirt sheets pillaging through the dirt sheets, sleeping with the dirt sheets, doesn't matter how you fucking say it. You know, pe- people do their research and, you know, there's talk. I mean, I've, the only one that I really heard of is Drew McIntyre going to SmackDown. That was, like, the big yeah, one. A, I think that's kind of the reason why he was at um, SmackDown in New York. Yeah. Kind of like a, a feeler, putting feelers out for mm-hmm. sure. And there were talks of... Of Big E going to Raw, but that's obviously now because he's the champion in Raw. So, but yeah. um, you know something that something that I want to talk about, which sits near and dear to my heart, is tomorrow is September 29th, and besides going to see Less Than Jake for the twenty fourth time on the behalf of Jr. 
Um, when we interviewed him, when we when we interviewed Jr. from Less Than Jake on June, back in June, it was like June first, actually, the day before my surgery. He um, he told me he said the next time Less Than Jake is in Jersey, you reach out to me because we were communicating through email, and you know I'll hook you up with a ticket to the show. So as a man of his word and something that I won't forget because I'm a lifelong loyal lesson Jake fan, I will be going to the show tomorrow night on behalf of JR and I'm bringing a sunset flip radio t-shirt, leaving it with the merch, leaving, leaving it with the merch guy. The merch guy will give to JR as a gift of and token of our appreciation for being on the podcast. So while I am skanking along for the 23rd time, to see less than Jake in my life. Another person important in my life in the world of professional wrestling may be making his debut in AEW, and I'm talking about Wyndham Rotunda. Anybody out there who doesn't know who that is, that is Bray Wyatt. Um, Wyndham Rotunda is his real name. His father is IRS. His grandfather is Blackjack Mulligan. The lineage of wrestling is deep in his roots. And what's up? Huh? But you were saying his grandfather was black. No, <laughs> no. But um, he is now eligible to sign. So is he going to be in AEW? That's the thousand. That's the million dollar question. My answer is yes. I think he's going to show up tomorrow night. And they're in Rochester. Yes, they're in Luke Harper's hometown. So they're in the hometown of his best friend who passed away in such a horrible way uh, less than a year ago. And uh, that's why Bray Wyatt was took a lot of time off because he obviously was coping with the loss of his best friend. But, but what better way to come back into professional wrestling than to debut on the brand that your best friend unfortunately left in his hometown I think, I think he's coming. I think that it's, um, just a, a sign. I think that the Dark Order will be involved with him. Um, he's been floating around the idea of the Cult of Wyndham on Twitter and on social media. Um, he works well in group settings. Look, look, look at him in NXT. Look at, I mean, look. You can even look at him in Nexus. Yes, he wasn't the primary vocal point of Nexus, but you know he stood out a little bit in that group. And then look at the Wyatt family. The Wyatt family had such a great run in NXT and WWE. You know what I mean? So he fits a group well, and if he. He fits in a group and is also fit to lead one. Yeah, and the Dark Order needs a leader, and they needed a leader for a while now because they're playing the role of them fighting within the group and having matches on Dark Elevation. But to, to really tie the Dark Order back together and to put them in the same relevance that they once had when their fearless leader was still there. I think that it's time that you bring in uh, Wyndham Rotunda, yeah. and I think that's it. I I mean I, I'm curious to know if he'll go by Rotunda or if he'll just go by Wyndham, um, because he can't be Bray Wyatt. Obviously, that's a name that's trademarked by, by WWE. But I'm curious. I think he'll just be Wyndham. Um, maybe he'll use Rotunda. Um, I don't think they'll be like how Brian Pillman Jr. and see every time they talk about Brian Pillman Jr. and AEW, eight Jim Ross just goes to town and about his father and stuff. So, um, I think that's hurting him a lot. It is. It it is hurting Brian Pillman Jr. because him and him and uh Griff Garrison, the Varsity Blondes, they're a young tag team. You know what I mean? They're they're two young wrestlers. But I think AEW booked Pillman Jr. into the shadow of his father. Yeah. And, you know, the dark side of the ring didn't really help with that because the last 20 minutes was devoted to Pillman Jr. But, I mean, 
when you really look at it, it kind of gives him more publicity and more presence on television because of the stories about his father. So it's a win-win situation for both, but at the same time, in the fans' perspective, it may be a little bit more of a loss for Pillman Jr. himself. That's true. But that's why. But you see, even if they try to do that with, with Bray, I think that Bray's reputation and Bray's uh, career in professional wrestling, it won't matter because of his longevity and his time and you know what he's accomplished. He's accomplished a lot more than Brian Pillman Jr., for example. You know what I mean? So because of having the last name of a wrestler that people will know, and being, you know, the grandson of grandson of Blackjack Mulligan, it doesn't really matter for him. So I would love to see Bray Wyatt come back tomorrow or Wyndham come back tomorrow. I think he needs to be in wrestling. I think he, his presence needs to be heard, and he has a lot to say. Apparently, will he just go by his name? Like that seems so basic for him. Wyndham Rotunda. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, uh, I mean Hus- Husky Harris was a bit, I mean Bray Wyatt was a cool name, um, but I, I guess I mean he's a, he's a really creative he's a fucked up guy I mean remember he created the Fiend from a story that he told on a WWE YouTube channel like ten years ago, you know what I mean and he kept that character with him to present day. So, I mean, he probably has a lot of names written down somewhere, a lot of storylines written down somewhere, a lot of thoughts written down somewhere, but obviously has to get ran through. I mean, it was easy for Adam Cole, easy for Brian Danielson. Ruby Riot became Ruby Soho. She just took a cover. She took, she, she took the name of a Rancid song. Yeah. Um, I mean, Miro, Rusev, you know. So, I mean, like, whoever creates the name, I, I think that he's been around for a while, and he's a big name where he has a lot of input on that. So I think that he'll decide that. But you never know. He he could go by, you know, he can go by Wyndham Harper. You know what I mean? He can go by, you know, maybe he'll do something in memory of Luke Harper. You never know. You, you never know. And, I mean, you're like, he'll if he debuts... That'll be the first thing that he'll talk about. Like he'll definitely drop Luke Harper's name and talk about his best friend, and then talk about why he's in AEW and talk about the missed opportunities in WWE and and yeah, you know. I'm not looking for so here here okay let let's go here. I don't need every ex WWE wrestler to come in and shoot on WWE every single time. Mm-hmm. It's becoming very old, very fast. It's the oldest trick in the book, my friend. Oh no. We all know why you aren't there one way or another. Good for you. Give me a better reason. Don't mention the company. Don't give me subtle hints at, oh, the other thing or professional uh, sports entertainment. Don't don't make subtle jabs at it. Like like when uh, CM Punk said that he hasn't wrestled since like, what did he say? This is my first match. Basically, he said something like, he left ROH. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. retired since he left ROH. Fourteen yeah, years I mean, later, that, I'm back. That that that's that that outlier one. I mean, that was kind of creative. I don't believe he mentioned anything like that, and if he did, I'm forgetting that promo. But I'll give him that one. But be creative. Not everybody needs to shit on the X company. We get it. You're all jumping ship. You're all coming over here because you want to be a part of something better. Give me a better promo than that. Stop using that as an excuse. Next question. <laughs> so you're see, you're you're the new school approach. You know, I mean this this has been going a tale as old as time, my friend. That, that that's your famous saying. But I mean, look back at. You can look back at Ric Flair in 1992 when he when he jumped ship, or 1991. I'm sorry when he jumped ship to WWF from yeah, but, from but, but w- Ric Flair though. He's also been he had been rumored to be jumping a couple of years before that. That didn't pan out, and then look what happened a couple of years after. He went right back. So it's oh like, yeah, because because Vin, Vince couldn't book the egos of him and Hogan. So yeah, I mean even though Hogan was on his way out because. 
the steroid trials and everything like that. So, I mean, that was that's just irony at its best. But, I mean, we've been hearing forever talking shit vice versa about the different companies. That's just that's just a way. I mean, obviously, I think that's what wrestlers do to get over in a town or maybe to get over in their first promo representing a new company saying, you know, talking shit, being a badass and then, you know, taking it from there in your new company. So, I mean, well, we're going to see that for forever. But I mean, yeah, I, but I think you can be more creative in doing it. That's I, my point. And that's if you're gonna do yeah. it, okay. But be don't be so subtle about it, and don't drop like read in between the line hints or shit. Just don't even mention it. You see, that's you know? that's where Bray Wyatt's creativity will come in because I think that he will that, say something, but I think that he'll yes. say it in a way that will be very smart. Yes, yeah, and of course, anything he says, he's going to say the word the, and people are going to get all, AEW marks are going to get all bent out of shape. Oh, dude, you're going to you're gonna hear the holy shit chants the second that he enters the ring. Oh, yeah. The second that he's seen, a second that anybody sees him on television or whatever, you're going to see holy shit chants. You know what I mean? Yep. Just like when Black debuted, when... Like when when Alistair Black debuted, like that was like that was a huge More pop. So recently with Adam Cole. Yeah, you know what I mean, Adam Cole. <laughs> today, I read that um, two things about Adam Cole that the WWE wanted to do that he turned down. One was being Keith Lee's manager, and two was cutting his hair. They wanted to, they wanted Adam Cole to cut his hair to be like a new identity, and Adam Cole was like, "No, I'm not gonna cut my hair." Yikes. So, that's that's WWE for you in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, before we end the podcast, because, you know, not just because NXT 2.0 is on, but, you know, we have, we have a lot of stuff going on, and Alex is in Maryland with a new job, and I got a... Sick as a dog. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting you on mute in between when you're talking. <laughs> and I'm like, my nose and having sneezing fits, so, ugh. Can we talk about how the how the demon is buried now? Oh, yeah. You know, we would have been remiss if we didn't talk about this. Because... Dab I talked earlier about. Yeah, because you can't have somebody, right? You can't have a character debut who's really never supposed to lose, right? Oh, the demon's, the demon's undefeated. The demon never loses, right? Everybody eventually loses. It's how they lose that yes. matters. And the way that he did lose that match, ladies and gentlemen, even though it wasn't really his fault, but, uh, you know, in the eyes of wrestling fans, it, it was, uh, what was it? It was a ring maintenance. It was a, it was a uh, miscarriage of justice, in the words of Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if Happy Corbin is behind this, then, you know, that's long time booking because he was kind of involved with Finn Balor before Roman Reigns started wrestling him for the belt. Yep. So if this is Corbin's way of saying revenge and then and then they were really desperate for someone to face Roman Reigns because there's nobody else then, you know what I mean? To to drag Finn Balor through two months of this. To set him back up with Happy Corbin means that Roman Reigns is doing his job of de- demolishing the entire fucking company. But and again, you set up a monster guy, Roman Reigns. You know, so here, here's here's my feelings on that match. Excellent pay per view, excellent match. Roman is the effing MVP. He, I will acknowledge him. I always will acknowledge him. The fact he threw on a mask to go in the crowd. Hilarious. That oh, that was that I made thought, that made the entire pay per view. But it, you it, know, it, it's smart. Really it's smart. Absolutely. I mean, he he. You know what? He's vocal about not being out. vaccinated. Absolutely. Absolutely, I, I love it. But anyway, um, yeah, oh God, I now I just lost my train of thought. What was I saying? That the supernatural powers of uh, the demon lost to a top rope? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's pretty shitty. No, I was saying something else before that. 
before I, I said about Roman Reigns and the mask. That was the best part. I mean, the pay per view. The pay per view. If I'm going to rank it from one to a ten, I'll give it a seven. Um, I knew going into this, and I think a lot of wrestling fans out there listening to us everywhere you get your podcasts knew that you weren't going to get any title changes because it just doesn't make sense for it to happen right now. That's what I was saying. So I'll argue the point saying that Roman was set up to actually lose and it would have been okay if he would have lost. Because he has Brock around the corner. He can still do the Brock match. Mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia, there's so much money in that, whatever. Yeah. And sometimes do... You know, if a tree falls in the woods, you even hear it. Like, if it happens in Saudi Arabia, did it ever happen in well, real life? The Fiend you know losing I mean? the title to Goldberg, yes. You know what I mean. Yeah, I know. I'm, <laughs> be, I'm being facetious here, but... I'm still very bitter know, about that, too, but Roman, <laughs> Roman definitely could have lost that match, and the crowd would have went ape shit because they were feeling it. They thought Finn was winning. And listen, this goes all back to storytelling. You encapsulated that whole moment, and you got the fans rallied behind you, and then you pulled the rug out from under them. I mean, they were sucked in. You did your you did your job. You told the story. You got everybody going. You edged me. Don't oh, edge me. God. Finish me. You know. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I believe you. I mean, yeah. we all we all did get edged. Um, you think you know me? Uh, he's gonna come back soon too. He's gonna come he's back soon. Raw. And, uh, and uh, what's up? He's going to raw. You think so? hundred percent. You don't think you don't think he's gonna finish the story with uh, Seth Rollins? No, it's finished. Okay. It's finished. Hey, um, Seth finally got his comeuppance, and he was able to do what he said he wasn't able to do five to six years ago. Yeah. He finally got that out of the way. Okay. He sent him packing. He to did. bring him back for what? To, you know, whatever. It, it just kills both of those guys' momentum, I, I, I want to say. In the words of Willy Wonka, uh, <laughs> you lose good day, sir. Yes. So... You Nothing. <laughs> I you love that movie. Fizzy lifting drinks. Yep. The walls need now need to be scrubbed and sanitized, etc., etc. Deplorable Right. Yeah. And then they and then they, and then they go into the glass elevator and they never make a sequel to the book from the book. I but know, that's a sad thing. You can go into a whole story about that. Yeah. No. Pretty soon we'll be doing. Uh, a movie podcast. Uh, we're, we'll just we'll just stick we'll just stick to, to professional wrestling and try to act like you know what we're talking about. So we'll just do that from now on. But um, now you know, um, big week in wrestling. The draft is this week. You know, next week you will get our reactions from that. Maybe we'll play. May, maybe we'll play a little. Fan, maybe we'll play a little fantasy. Uh, fantasy matchmaker. Matchmaker. Make me a match. Yeah, and put that up on. We'll put that on the social medias. Mm-hmm. And uh, give us uh, who you think is going to be drafted. Give us your top five mock draft. No, give me top six. And tag teams can be included as one pick. Give me your top six of where people are going, mm-hmm. and we'll see if it happens. Yeah. See if it happens, and don't and don't give us like some crummy stuff. Give us some legit. John here. Cena going to Raw. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't give me that. No, no, no malarkey, like, please. Going number one, like don't give me that. Yeah, we all know who's gonna go number one. We all know that. Our truth. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he's coming back. No, but um, don't forget you can listen to Sunset Flip Radio wherever you get your podcast. That's like the fifth time we said it. Uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Um, we're selling shirts, twenty bucks a shirt. Buy one, they're awesome. Um, wrestlers have them in their in their physical hands. We handed them to them last uh, last week. Uh, do they still have them? We we think so. So if 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 wrestlers can wear one, you can wear one too. 
Um, right. So DM us anywhere on Instagram at Sons of Flip Radio or on Facebook at Sons of Flip Radio. We're also on Twitter at Sons of Flip Radio. You can also check our email that we get flooded all the time, and our email address is sunsetflippodcast at gmail.com yes it is remember this week is the WWE draft you'll be seeing names from NXT Smackdown and Raw getting traded around pray for God that Bray Wyatt aka Wonder Rotunda debuts tomorrow and if he does I will probably wet myself um cause cause call me Miles Davis cause peeing my pants is cool no, I said that wrong. If peeing your pants is cool, then call then call me Miles Davis. Yep. So, in the meantime, as always, for the seventy ninth time, I am your one hundred. I am your co-host, the one hundred dollar man, Thomas Lisi. Always joined with the most handsome man on a business call from <laughs> from Maryland, because he has a new job, Mister Alex Drayton. We are Sons of Flip Radio, and as always, we will be back next week with brand new content. What's up? We're going to break down this draft. We are going to break down this draft. We're going to break it down uh, SFR style next week. Um, So tune in for that. As always, peace, love, and wrestling. And as always, take care. You're...